Yay! The kids are finally asleep. So, do you feel like? I've got a feeling a boss fight's coming up. Ooh! I just got wrecked. Headshot, baby. Ooh! It's your turn to get the baby. So, are you up to the challenge? Run, 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 run! And we're dead. That's when I realized I have no idea what I'm doing. GG. Welcome back to another episode of the Gamer Parents Podcast. This is episode number sixty-one. My name is Joanne, and I'm joined by my wonderful and amazing co-host and husband, Kevin. Hey, everyone. If this is your first time here, we are parents who game and gamers who parent, and this is where we give you updates on our life in gaming as well as in parenting. So to kick things off, Kevin, how has your week been going? Yeah, so I guess I'll start with life, as it's just the order that I wrote things down in. On the life side of things, I know last week we talked about how we turned uh, our daughter Faith's crib into like a toddler bed giving her the freedom to get out of bed whenever she wants. And just like another update on that, everything is going pretty good on, as far as that goes, I think, right? I mean, she's not coming out of her room or anything. We haven't noticed that. And she seems like she's staying in her bed yeah. the whole time. Like, I mean, she's kind of basically treating it the same way. Like when she wakes up, she'll start like, you know, talking or yelling for us to come get her. But it's as if she you know, as if she couldn't get out of bed herself. Yeah. So I think she's still maybe just figuring that out. Hopefully, let's not jinx it. I kind of enjoy her just staying in bed right now. <laughs> yeah, it's nice that she could just go hop in bed, you know, when, when we tell her it's time to go to sleep. But yeah, all, all that's going pretty well so far. Uh-huh. Also, a couple of weeks ago, I did a stream where we kind of just went through some of the Pokemon cards that I had in my collection from like 1999 mostly i think a little bit from early 2000s mm -hmm. which was really fun i really liked i always loved going through those and it was cool going through those with people and kind of sharing some of the old cards that i have and it's also kind of made me want to get some of those cards graded so like there's these companies that you can send the cards to and they'll you know put them in hard cases and basically give them like a quality grade from like you know, zero to ten. Oh, wow, that's exciting. Yeah, and it also kind of tells you what their value is because of their quality and everything. So I think I want to do that with at least some of the cards. So more to come on that. I've just been kind of digging into that whole process a little bit, and it might be a little bit time-consuming and take a little bit of work to kind of figure out how I want to go about that. Uh, but yeah, I'm just kind of getting started off there. Speaking of Pokemon. Oh yeah, last week I did mention how I really love my Eevee hat and I couldn't help it. I had to get myself a Jigglypuff hat because Jigglypuff is like one of my top three Pokemons that I love. We have that picture up on Twitter as well as on our Discord, I believe. Mm -hmm. But yeah, couldn't resist how cute Jigglypuff is and I'm not talking about Kirby here. <laughs> That's right. Also, this last weekend, uh, we watched a movie, and, uh, and we watch movies every once in a while. We don't always mm -hmm. talk about them on the podcast, but we watched one last weekend that kind of hit me harder than oh, usual yeah. movies, mm -hmm. and it's on Netflix. It's starring Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called Fatherhood. 
Uh, and that one hit me in the feels for sure. Mm-hmm. Like the whole story, you know, I think it, it shows it in the commercial and everything. But um, the dad ends up being a single father uh, after losing his wife, like right after their daughter is born. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people don't believe in him that he can has what it takes to be a dad. Uh, there's times where it seems like he doesn't think he has what it takes to be a dad. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to figure out, you know, how to take care of this newborn baby. And a lot of that I kind of related to, you know, especially thinking back to when we first had our first kid and just trying to figure things out. Um, now, obviously, we have each other for that, yeah. uh, which is that makes all the difference in the world. But it was just it was really relatable um, seeing him going through the motions of, you know, changing diapers and uh, feedings and, you know, baby crying at night and all the stuff that we've had to go through and we're like yep yep I remember all that right and that's the most even that long ago for us mm-hmm. uh, but it was a it was definitely a movie that i felt like i could really kind of relate to some of those things mm-hmm. also just made me um really appreciate you so oh yeah i mean we normally see movies about moms and it's really rare to find like fatherhood movies that actually like i don't know put it into perspective yeah i feel like it was really accurate Mm -hmm. in terms of uh kind of what dads go through and and in this one it was very much so because he's trying to you know still succeed in his career and take care of the baby and you know obviously has to choose at times to you know put his family first yeah as he should but yeah um it just it was it felt pretty accurate yeah i mean i remember watching daddy daycare like a long time ago remember mm-hmm. that <laughs> yeah that one was more like silly like crazy yeah. that's more comedy right yeah, definitely yeah. yeah so it's different this one's definitely more realistic with all the crying and stuff so if you're a father and you're listening to this definitely check it out yeah it was it was sad so just uh at least for most of the movie so just uh, keep that in mind mm-hmm. but i think uh, that's it for life so i'll go ahead and move on to gaming Sure. Uh, so for this last week, I finally finished God of War Ragnarok. Woohoo! Finally. It took me a little bit more than three months to do it. How many hours was it? Uh, it was about 55 hours. So and just just to recap, I the very beginning, I set it on Give Me God of War difficulty, which is the hardest difficulty that mm-hmm. the game has to offer. Uh, now, just to say this, I don't normally play games on the hardest difficulty I do like a challenge, but honestly, I normally start with like normal difficulty, mm-hmm. and that's I usually am fine there, uh, and I enjoy games that way. But at this time, for whatever reason, I decided to try it on this hardest difficulty, and man, I really wanted to quit at some times, but I kept pushing through it, and 55 hours later, I beat the main story. I did some of the side quest stuff. I did a lot of the side quests. There's still, like, some other areas that I could go to, and there's all, like, the Berserker fights. I think I did, like, four out of 12 of those. Oh, wow. Um, I only, really only came across, like, five of them, and, like, one of them I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do this. This one's way too crazy for me. <laughs> uh, and I did notice that a lot of those, you know, optional bosses were a lot harder than the main story. So I decided to first focus on the main story and mm-hmm. kind of finish it off. So... What are your thoughts on it so far? Yeah, um, I'm just cool. Just comparing this to the 2018 God of War, I thought this one was way better. Uh, I still really liked the last God of War. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, but just like for reference when you start that game you have one weapon the leviathan axe and you later get a second weapon uh, and then in ragnarok you start off with both those weapons and then you later get a third weapon and it really just made combat seem like that much more exciting Mm -hmm. like you're constantly having runic abilities that you can use um so essentially since you have three weapons for about the second half of the game you have six different runic abilities you can like have equipped at any one time and then at some point i forgot like oh i could switch these out and i could play around with completely different runic abilities and you know and i actually did that and i felt like that was way better like i did that somewhat towards the end and i was like this feels like a completely different game now because all my attacks are different all of a sudden so uh i i really like it i i hope they do another god of war and then you start off with the three weapons that we have now that would be really cool plus the story i feel like this one was better than the story of the last one although i won't get into the details if anyone is still playing it but yeah amazing game I'm really happy I played it. I don't know for sure if I'm completely done with it or not, even though I I rolled credits, but I might go back and do a couple more things or just check out some other, like, new new things that have come up Mm -hmm. or, like, some after-game quests. Apparently there is. So, yeah, so after I finished God of War, uh, the next day I jumped into Returnal, which was another game that's been sitting on my desk for a while. (laughs) Um, But I jumped into there, and it's definitely very obvious roguelike where every time you die you restart at the beginning and the map changes a little bit mm-hmm. and i'm still trying to figure out if i like it is it like gunfire reborn i mean you said it's roguelike but kind of yeah i mean it's um in theory yeah it's, it's pretty similar to gunfire reborn you can play co-op with like one other person i think so not quite like four people okay. the graphics are really good though uh, compared to Gunfire Reborn, especially yeah. so great, amazing graphics. Well, it's different. I mean, it's a yeah, it's like a sixty dollar game. So, mm-hmm. um, it's you know, it's okay. The weapons are pretty fun to use so far. I like the different like trigger abilities and stuff. I'm still figuring out like a lot of the like passives that you pick up along the way and like what things do. And that's one one thing that I don't really like in games nowadays is when it's like oh pick this for plus 10 efficiency or pick this for plus 20 steadiness i don't know and then i'm like i don't know what these things mean necessarily like without having to like look them up like i kind of just wish they were more obvious at times Mm -hmm. but i'll just have to figure that out as i go so i might have to look up some stuff um as uh, i go through these runs so i'm not done with it yet obviously still trying to figure out if i like it or not uh, hopefully it grabs me a little bit more, although I've only played a couple hours of it so far. Okay. Also, still playing a ton of Marvel Snap. This last week was been has been really fun because I got two really good cards this week. I got Null and Galactus. And both of those cards are really good together, and they're both pretty rare. And so Galactus, also known as the Devourer of Worlds, like this guy literally eats planets seriously yes i've never seen him in any marvel show yeah i forget i I think he was in something i don't remember i have to look it back look it up again but yeah this guy like sounds crazy and he's a card that if if you don't have any other cards in that location it will destroy the other two locations and all the cards on those two locations 
which is where Null comes in. The Null has like a passive ability that his power is equal to the combined power of all the cards that were destroyed that game. So like if Galactus just destroys a bunch of stuff and then Null is like extremely powerful. And there's only one location left, so it's like really easy to win that location for the most part hmm. if everything comes together. But you know, you have to draw the right cards and you know get things in the right order and the locations have to not mess you up and your opponent has to not mess you up for you to pull it off but it's super rewarding and super fun it's a really fun deck to play so i'm having a lot of fun with marvel snap right now okay. and really the last game that we played this week was halo Halo. and we played a lot of it the combat evolved yep halo combat evolved the anniversary version mm -hmm. but i will put a pin in that and we'll come back to that one but next Joanne, I want to hear about your week. How's your week been? My week's been pretty normal, like every other mother's, I guess, apart from the gaming part. <laughs> mm -hmm. I actually got my hair dyed. That was like the highlight of the week because the baby was napping and you were watching the toddler or something. Mm -hmm. And I... Yeah, you didn't even plan it, right? Yeah, I did not plan it. I just went to get a haircut and then I figured like, hey, why don't I just impulsively decided to dye my hair so that it would fit the emote that we have on our twitch so yeah i dyed it reddish radish <laughs> no like a reddish i know i'm just color. I'm, I'm just teasing i know it was uh it was funny because i was at home with the kids and you went out to get your hair haircut was the plan and you texted me like oh, i'm getting my hair dyed yeah. And I was like, uh, what? Like, okay. Um, like, I guess, I guess you're going to be a real streamer now. You're going to have a, I don't know. You didn't tell me what color either, right? I don't think at the beginning. Yeah, no. So, like, I was thinking, like, blue or green or yeah. purple or, like, a red streak or something. Yeah. So, I got it red. Kind of red. <laughs> yeah. But and it's your, not that obvious. Yeah, because so. your hair is dark to begin with. Mm -hmm. So it just in the light, you kind of see like a little bit of a red tint to it. Yeah, exactly. It looks good. Mm -hmm. And it looks like our emo, don't you think? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but that's about it. I'm not going to go into the boring stuff like grocery shopping or playground. So yeah, yeah. dyeing my hair was a highlight for me. What about in gaming? In gaming, I played Halo with you. I think we've been doing that like every night, right? Because we're trying to finish it so that we could give it a rating this week, mm -hmm. which we haven't been doing in a while. And usually our podcast last year, we would give a game rating every couple weeks, I guess, right? Yeah. And then we kind of decided we'll do ratings when it makes sense and when yeah. it fits instead mm -hmm. of trying to rush through a Three game. games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I had so much fun with Halo that I wanted to play it every day. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Shall we go ahead and jump into our, our Halo talk then? Sure, let's do it. All right, let's jump in. So Halo Combat Evolved. This is the anniversary version that we were playing. Part of like the Master Chief collection. It's on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. So if you have Game Pass, you can pretty much play all or most of the Halo games in part of that collection. And we we decided to start with the first one, Combat Evolved Anniversary version. And we did the co-op campaign together. We started at the very beginning mm -hmm. and went all the way through. So we did the entire campaign together. Yes. And I played this game a long time ago, so nothing was really new to me. 
mm-hmm. which I kind of wanted to play it because of that nostalgia that I had from playing this like in the early or mid 2000s. I guess probably mid 2000s when it came out. I forget exactly. And you've never played any Halo games. No, I have never played any Halo games. So I wanted you to be able to experience like Halo to me at its finest was like Halo 1 and 2. And so we figured why not start with the first one. And I wanted you to experience what a legendary game it was, right? That I played a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I guess almost 20 years ago now. Yeah, it was released in 2001, so. Oh, okay. That was actually earlier than I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Well, um, yeah, and it was, like, Halo basically, like, I feel like it gave the Xbox life and, like, a lot of... Because if I remember right, like, PS2 came out a few years before Xbox, and a lot of people, I think, wanted to play Halo, which ended up with getting an xbox that's kind of one of the reasons i got an xbox back then mm-hmm. so that i could play the halo and then ultimately it came out to be halo 2 and game, they just kept coming out with games and one thing that i really liked about this anniversary version was that out of the touch of a button you can switch between like the old original one like old original graphics mm-hmm. and like basically this new like reskin graphics uh basically over it and it wasn't like going to the options and uncheck a box and yeah. wait for the game to load, you know, or like restart the level with like a different graphics. Like it was literally you just hit tab in like mm-hmm. a middle of like a firefight and it could just switch over mm-hmm. like and you could just hit tab every two seconds if you wanted and like switch back and forth like constantly. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't like pause the game or freeze the game or like take time to load or anything like that. It was really cool that you could you can like change how everything looks by the touch of a button between yeah. like oh i want to like i'm so for me i was playing this for the nostalgia mm-hmm. so i wanted to play the game with the old graphics but mm-hmm. i pretty quickly learned if you hit tab it would send you over there mm-hmm. and i think the whole time for you pretty much you played on the new graphics right yeah and i did switch back just to compare but yeah. i like the new graphics more right and i could totally understand that like you didn't play this game for you're not playing it for the nostalgia it's really cool that you got to experience this game like with basically current quality graphics mm-hmm. and i kind of got to play it how i played it before but playing it with you oh. it was like we were playing two separate games but like at the same time together like we, we were playing it together but what i saw was completely different than mm-hmm. what you saw and i thought that was really cool like i could still enjoy the game how i wanted to enjoy it and you can enjoy it the way you wanted to enjoy it mm-hmm. and even the cutscenes are retained in whatever mode you choose right mm-hmm. yeah so like so it would look completely different to me and be like yeah this is exactly how i remember it and then i would go look at your screen and be like wow that's the same thing but it looks really cool like really defined and way Upgrade. way better graphics and stuff mm-hmm. so i did through a few levels i did end up switching the graphics to the current ones their upgraded visuals just to see what it was like and how it was done and it was done really well so i got to experience a little bit of both what did you think about like the gameplay the weapons the enemies the difficulty we played it on normal difficulty by the way Mm -hmm. but of everything did you have any trouble with anything I mean, obviously, I mentioned it last week about the war talk, where it's a bit too hard to control. It, it's very drifty, you know? Yeah, I know definitely like Halo 1, I'm pretty sure in Halo 2, it's 
a lot like that as well where it's like it almost feels like the wheels have like no traction mm-hmm. and as soon as you start to turn it just the warthog just like starts to drift yeah almost yeah but i think i really like how it's very simple i understand you know in 2001 how it's built and the shooting is very easy you only can carry two weapons at a time there's no backpack yeah there's not really like any inventory two weapons you can hold your grenades and and there's there's no skill tree or whatsoever that's so complicated in Mm -hmm. games nowadays I, i love like how simple it was yes i really like the simplicity of it and even though there's no map i mean you can still kind of see your radar and based on the floor markings you know where to go next so yeah and then we figured out that you could see the arrows on your game because i was on the old graphics and they weren't there like oh yeah and some some levels or something right mm-hmm. i think we noticed it wasn't there for me but it was there for you so i know there was definitely a few times i had a hard time knowing where to go especially on a few of the more like open levels mm-hmm. obviously if you're just going room to room through hallways and stuff it's a little bit easier but sometimes it, sometimes there was like where do we where are we supposed to go yeah well we'll follow the door that's like green right yes yeah but yeah whichever doors would open and stuff and some wouldn't obviously yeah but i really like it what were your favorite weapons oh my favorite weapon is the plasma rifle okay the blue one right it shoots the it shoots the blue light yep. yes and those were really cool yeah the only thing is like they run out of battery really fast. They do, yeah. But then you just have to keep picking up new ones from your enemies that you kill. So mm-hmm. that's kind of sustainable. It seems like there's always ammo or something lying around. So that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the game is pretty good about letting you pick up the weapons of all the enemies that you kill. The Covenant obviously drop a lot of their own weapons, and the Flood drop a lot of just kind of could be whatever, <laughs> anything from plasma pistols to rocket launchers at yeah. times. Yeah. So I think if I were to ask myself that same question of my favorite weapons, I think the pistol has always been one of my favorite weapons. You could even like zoom in on it, which is weird because it doesn't have a scope. Yeah. And they let you do that. I don't know. That's always been a weird thought for me. And then I also really like the shotgun this time around i was using that a lot mm-hmm. uh, especially when it got to the flood and everything just because they're always like to get up in your face and the shotgun's really good for that mm-hmm. but oh your favorite enemy or my favorite enemy i would say the ones i think are super cute are the grunts the I grunts mean, are awesome <laughs> they sound like minions the way they talk right yeah they're yeah they do and they like run around all scared as soon as like they think they're in danger. Yeah. Every once in a while, they'll get lucky and like stick one of us with a grenade. But for the most part, they're pretty... Easy to kill. Yeah. <laughs> Not that threatening. Yeah, those are like the cutest to me. But the ones that are my favorite to fight are the hunters. I love the hunters. I mean, they look cool. They're like very armored and stuff. But they have one weak spot at the back you know mm-hmm. near the uh, waist or something you can see like there's no armor there and that's where they die if you hit them right there mm-hmm. yeah they have a few weak spots i think like their necks lower backs and maybe in one spot on the front i don't remember but for the most part they keep that pretty well covered up so you have to take your openings when you get them and the hunters yeah those are my favorite too they look really cool mm-hmm. they're dangerous every time 
like you encounter some usually some really cool music kicks in to let you know things are getting serious but i like i like the hunters and they're not too too challenging but they're more yeah. challenging than most of the enemies that you fight in that game and they look cooler than they do most. they look so cool yeah i want to see someone do cosplay as a hunter from halo Ooh. that would be cool you could be the first maybe Whoa. i'm sure someone's done it before we'll have to google that <laughs> yeah so now shall we just jump into the categories and we'll talk more about the game as we yeah. go through those categories? Sounds good. Okay, first category is of convenience. Joanne, what did you think about the convenience of Halo Combat Evolved? I think it's very convenient, like I said. It's very simple. And could you pause the game? Uh, not in ours. Uh, I don't remember if you could, like on the original one that was like LAN or it was a um, oh, like couch co-op. Gotcha. But it's not that big of a deal to die because it normally just respawns the both of us. If we both die, then they'll respawn us both at the last checkpoint, I yeah, think. Which is usually like the whenever you enter a new area, you get like a checkpoint. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't like really send you very far back. It's basically like that's one area or room or like section of rooms or something. Yeah. And if one of us dies, then we'll just wait till you're in a safe spot or the other one is in a safe spot and then we'll just respawn, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's if both of us die, you go back to the checkpoint. If one of us dies, then it's as long as the other person gets somewhat, somewhere like somewhat safe, mm -hmm. then the other person will respawn. Yeah. So, and you come back like with weapons. It's not like you come back with no weapons mm -hmm. at all and you need to find them or something. So you just find your body if you want your old weapons. If yeah. not, the ones they give you are usually pretty decent. Yeah, so I would say the convenience level of this game would be around a 9 for me. Okay. And not a full mark because we don't have a map, but that's about it. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I gave it a convenience rating of 8. Why? Because, well, it's pretty similar to yours. Uh, a lot of the same things that we talked about. Um, another thing, like the enemies don't really like patrol around very much. So like just go back to an area that you cleared. And for the most part, you should be safe. If you need to like leave the room or, you know, go check on a screaming kid or something. Like it's not the end of the world if you just need to set the controller down for a little bit. Yep. Pretty easy to do that for the most part. Mm-hmm. Next category is communication. What did you think about the communication in this one? I think like there was not a moment where I wasn't talking to you. Like we're constantly like watch out on your left or behind you, in front of mm. you. Or like let's go this way or here, here yeah. I think I found the right way. Yeah. So I would give it a 9 as well for communication because okay. we're constantly talking about the game. Not so much when the game is over so it's not a full 10. But yeah, mostly during the game while we're playing, there's a lot of communication going between you and me to help one another. Yeah, or between like, you know, if I know you're looking for a certain weapon and or if you're like using a certain weapon and I see one, I'm always like pointing it out to you or like mm -hmm. helping each other stay stocked on grenades or, you know, if, if one of us gets in trouble or something yeah you know then we're calling off for help or if one of us dies or something then we're making sure the other one knows so that they can get to safety and get us respond and stuff mm -hmm. so i think for the most part and then we talked to i've talked a little bit about the story with each other because like the the cutscenes and everything oh, we yeah. talk a little bit about like me just trying to explain like kind of what's going on because mm -hmm. i'm familiar with it all and you're this is your first time through yeah 
so some communication there as well. So I gave it an eight. Okay, fair. So still pretty strong. Yep, still close. Yep. And the third category is story. What did you What did you think about the story? I think for a 2001 game, the story is pretty good. I mean, back then, it's not like there were a lot of games that had story, you know? Yeah, and this was the first game in the series. I feel like as games add more and more into that franchise and that world, like they get to expand on more things and mm -hmm. tie back to prior games and everything and this one being the first one i don't think it has the deepest story yeah but it has some and it's interesting i feel like it was yeah. one that the plot twist was nice <laughs> yeah i i do really like how and this story also kind of bleeds into the gameplay part a little bit how there's basically like four different sides right you have the humans or the marines mm -hmm. you have the covenant you have the Flood, and then you also have like the Sentinels, mm -hmm. right? Which aren't as big in most of those levels and everything, and they don't really come in until a little bit later. Yeah. But it's there's some times where it's like a total free-for-all between like all four sides, especially some of the later levels. Yeah. Where it was really cool. It wasn't just like, you know, red versus blue or like one team versus the other team. Like there was some times where like it got kind of chaotic yeah. But not so dangerous because a lot of them were fighting each other. But definitely, so it, was it was like us against the world. <laughs> yeah, and, and you, you like the Covenant, the Flood, and the Sentinels are all so different, and they all kind of want different things. Mm -hmm. And you know, the Flood just want to seem like they just want to like consume everything, yeah. and the Covenant are kind of more mysterious. You don't exactly know what they're wanting, and then the Sentinels just want to like wipe out everything. So, I mean, I think it's a cool story. Um, I liked it in the first one. I kind of forget what all happens in the other campaigns for the other Halo games. Um, I don't read about some of it, but for the most part, I liked this one and it was, it was good. Yeah, I would give it a six for the story because, I mean, it's not like the deepest one, as you mm -hmm. mentioned earlier. Yeah. And there's so many other games that, you know, has better storyline right now. But yeah, I think a six is okay. It's above average. Sure. Yeah. And I gave it a seven on the story. And one other thing related to the story, not related to this game so much, but after this game, they did come out with a bunch of Halo books. And I remember I bought three of them and, oh, wow. and read them all. Wow. And yeah, it was all about like Master Chief coming to be who he is and different fights with the covenant and and flood and everything and it was basically just like way more halo story than just what's in the game but i loved it i fell in love with it i love those books wow and i rarely see you read <laughs> yeah I, I mean i don't think i'd read them anymore or again there's just so much in life that's going on but that was back when i was a kid and i had yeah. time to read true all right next category repeatability joanne what did you think about the repeatability of this game I think once you know the game, I mean, you're not going to like repeat it. You want to just like move on to the next Halo versus like repeating it unless you want to try a different difficulty. But even that kind of beats the purpose. So I'm going to give it a repeatability of two because I've already played it once. I mm -hmm. don't think I'm going back to play it again, but I do want to see other Halo games though. So yeah, what about you? Okay, so on repeatability, I don't think this is a game that I would like play all the way through and then immediately repeat again. So I, I gave it a repeatability of four. I do think, 
like I do see it as a game that like I would love to go back every few years and mm-hmm. like play through the campaign because it literally took us like a, less than a week to go through it all. Yeah. And you know, so it's not really that long. To me, it was like the first good like co-op campaign game, especially when it comes to FPS. I mean, I could see coming back to it again at some point in the future. So I gave it a repeatability of four. Maybe with our son. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's simple and it's yeah. easy and like it, it's you know throw it on easy and you could probably make it like a beginner game for yeah. somebody who's you know still kind of learning about video games and everything although yeah. i don't know about halo with all the no when he's old enough i mean <laughs> yeah when he's old enough sure he, he would probably love it mm-hmm. okay last category is fun oh i had fun i really think like it's not one of those games that you dread to play you know it's the kind that you like look forward to at the end of the day to play with one another so i would give it a fun rating of eight okay very nice i gave it a fun rating of nine and i think you know kind of in combination of everything that we've already talked about uh, one thing we didn't really get to talk about was the music and the music in the game really kind of makes it even more fun for me because I love the music so much, even from like the, oh, yes. the main menu yes. um, music and the main menu screen. Also, like in all the missions or like even when you get to like some points and the music just kicks in, that just makes it way more fun to me considering like and then if you were to think about it like with no music at all. Yeah. Um, this made it so much more fun. And another part that makes it really fun is the co-op part. Mm-hmm. Is, I could have way more fun playing through it with you. Like playing it by myself, I would not be playing it. I'd be playing something else that's more fun to play by myself. This is just so much fun because it's, you know, it's Halo co-op campaign with my wife. Like that's super cool. I love it. I love it too. I wish we've done this game sooner. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I mean, it's been on Game Pass. I wanted to like do some kind of Halo game with you. So I'm I'm glad we got that first one in. Mm -hmm. They do probably only get better and maybe a little more complicated from there mm-hmm. um but i don't know about better i know halo 2 is pretty good halo 3 was not bad either but yeah i don't think i really played anything after that but i'm sure they're fun okay and what was your total my total was a 36 and mine was a 34 so pretty close okay that's fairly close and still not bad ratings yeah games especially one that came out over 20 years ago yes and that's definitely a game i would you know introduce to your non-gaming spouse as well yeah if you have been a lifelong gamer and you played halo back in the day maybe when you were younger maybe when you were a kid and your say your wife has never played halo and is getting into some games maybe this is one you guys should play together because that's how we did it and we had a blast yeah and plus it's simple enough that even non-gamers could jump into it really fast i would think yeah i mean for the most part it's aim and shoot and don't really have a whole lot to worry about or to keep track of and everything Mm -hmm. yeah it's a fun game that's for sure well that wraps up our halo review let's go ahead and run through our new game releases for this last week okay so we have Colossal Cave on Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One. We have Crime Boss Rocket City on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. We have MLB The Show 23 on all consoles. Sifu on Xbox X and S and Xbox One. Terra Nil on PC, iOS, and Android. The Last of Us Part 1 coming to PC. 
Dredge on all consoles and PC, The Last Worker on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS VR 2, Switch and PC, Citizen Sleeper on PS5, PS4, and Cosmonius High on Quest. Any of this like stuck out to you? I remember when they revealed Crime Boss, Rocky City, I forget what that was. Oh, was that the uh, Game Awards, I'm pretty sure, or something? I could be completely wrong about that. And it looked interesting. I think it's on a lot of people's radars, although I know now that it's been out for a couple of days. Uh, so far, the reviews were pretty bad. So it's not one that I was planning on hopping into, and uh, that's just kind of too bad. When you see a, a game that has a lot of hype and people getting excited for it, and I always kind of hope that it does well and it meets people's expectations, but we all have seen it happen where really anticipated game just doesn't do as well right out the gates. Hopefully, they fix whatever it is. I don't know exactly what the, the negative attention is around it, but that's kind of one of the big games that have been out this last week. Any for you? Not really. Alright, what about Game Pass games? New on Game Pass this week is MLB The Show 23, that's a day one release on console, and Infinite Guitars on console and PC. I wanted to check that one out, but I, I forgot. I started to, and I didn't, didn't follow through with it. Which one? The MLB? No, Infinite Guitars. Infinite Guitars, gotcha. Because I like guitars, and then Infinitely, that's, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know what it is. I, wanna, I gotta check it out. But thank you, Joanne. Let's run through where people can find us over on Twitch, where we stream every Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. Occasionally, we add additional streams in there, but that's the one where you can usually find us over at twitch.tv slash GamerParentsPod. You can also find us on YouTube, the YouTube channel's GamerParentsPodcast, or over on Twitter at twitter.com slash GamerParentsPod. Or on Instagram at Gamer underscore Parents underscore Podcast. If you could give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever it is, we would greatly appreciate it. The best place to come and hang out with us at any time would be the Discord channel. We are kind of constantly chatting in there throughout the day, throughout the week with other amazing gamers and or parents, whether that be parents of children or parents of animals. Mm -hmm. Either works. We are also typically in those voice channels in the Discord channel uh, most evenings. So if you want to hop in, say hi, strike a conversation about your favorite game or just what's going on in life right now, we would definitely invite you to do that. But that wraps up episode 61. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.